0: and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. This week I am sharing a conversation that I had with the lovely Beth Lavin and I just I say this every week but my guests are just so good. (laughs) I don't know if it's me choosing the right guests or my guests just being incredible people but Beth was such a pleasure to talk to. Beth, as she puts it, is not just any old photographer. She is actually a friend and When you listen to this conversation, I think you'll probably agree with me that you can hear and you can understand that there is a lot of transparency and a lot of honesty when it comes to Beth. And so in this conversation, I asked Beth to come on the podcast and share her expertise about all things photography. I love taking photos. Am I any good at it? Debatable. But I wanted to get some real kind of actionable tips from one of the pros and Beth did not disappoint me. So regardless of whether you are a service-based business or a product-based business, check this episode out, you're going to love it. She's such a character, I absolutely loved her intro, Uh, felt very similar to what I would say if we're honest, (laughs) but I really hope you enjoy this episode and as per usual, if you do listen to it, feel free to give it a share on any socials, especially on Instagram, share on stories and make sure you tag me and I will reshare every single one of them but without further ado I'm gonna be quiet and here is my conversation with the lovely Beth Lavin okay hello lovely Beth how are you
1: hey Lorna yeah I'm doing good thanks how are you
0: no, not too bad, thank you. I'm still struggling after the birthday weekend, but Good. you know, we'll get there, we'll get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everything in moderation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were we were just saying that. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, cool. So before we get into our conversation and we talk about your area of expertise, which is mm-hmm. why you're here. I like to challenge my guests to introduce themselves in 30 seconds or less and kind of give us a bit of an insight into who they are as a person rather than as a business because I think we can all kind of fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. So I did give you a heads up but do you you think you're up for the challenge?
1: Yeah let's do this I'm gonna gonna nail it I'm gonna nail it.
0: Oh positivity there is a little bit
1: of feeling myself. Is it it
0: confidence is it cockiness?
1: (laughs) It's more it's more like a bit of confidence, a bit shit myself, just wanna do it for for the lads, you know, just gotta gotta get this thirty seconds in,
0: doing it for the lads, right, doing I've got my way. stopwatch. no pressure, okay, are you ready?
1: yeah, you have to t- pump me in otherwise there'll be silence
0: <laughs> ready, steady, go
1: okay, I'm Beth. I'm 25 and I'm a personal branding and product photographer. I've been self-employed for three and a half years. I love to travel, I'm obsessed with cheese and pasta, like Italy stole my heart, and I am ridiculously passionate about documenting life. Um, I love dogs and I am the proud owner of a Jack Russell called Poppy. And I'm creative by nature, always looking for something to do with my hands, whether it's baking a cake, making something on my sewing machine or taking pictures
0: oh my god 31 seconds
1: oh stop it (laughs) my life is ruined (laughs) yeah that is that is sad but oh well i tried my best you know a star for effort and all that
0: absolutely a star for effort that was a great intro
1: thank you thank you very much and
0: learnt a lot about you cheese and pasta living it loving it absolutely loving it
1: i can't live my life without either of those things like most of my meals consist of one or both of those things. I'm not going to lie to you. Dude. Yeah, I'd like to think what my arteries look like. But yeah, I've yeah, <laughs> but- <Only> 25 once. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you find them as well? Like, I always found, so I went to Italy probably quite a long time ago now. Yeah. But I found that pizza just didn't taste the same ever again. No, it's
1: the worst feeling when you come home and have pizza. And you're just like, why am I eating this cardboard crap? yeah and I won't ever I know this sounds a bit like snobby but I won't ever order like a takeaway pizza anymore because I just think <laughs> it's a pile of shit I can't do it once you've been to Rome and like you've tasted like the ridiculously yep. good pizzas out there and you come home it's just it's it's a big disappointment Lauren I'm not gonna lie to you
0: it is a massive difference and it is shocking how long it's been. I probably it's probably a good 10 years since I've been to Rome
1: Really? So it, I went last year, so it's still very fresh for me.
0: Very fresh. You've got a long time to go yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go back to get my pizza fix. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to stick to homemade, I think.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cheese pasta, cake, you know, all about the food. Love it. My I kind of girl.
1: Can't, can't live without it, you know. Got to live your best 100%. life and eat the good food.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. So, the reason... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, we're not going to talk about cake and cheese,
0: but, but I, I could, <laughs> if you wanted I me did tell teacher. you it was going to happen though, didn't I? I always do this. I, I'm so cool with having just general chit-chat conversations that I forget that we're here for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get into it, let's get into it.
0: So, you are a branding, personal branding and product photographer. Was that always the dream?
1: Yeah, it's always been the dream. <laughs> 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 just, yes, Next. Yes. Um, no, it's, I've, I've always wanted to be a photographer. I didn't know what that kind of looked like when I was a kid. I didn't know what kind of photographer I wanted to be. I just knew that I was obsessed with this little machine that I had that had the ability to freeze time. And I was just so, you know, all encompassed by that thought. And, you know, documenting life and making memories and be able to see These images you know in albums and in frames and and what have you and I just I knew that I wanted to be doing that as a job um I just didn't know what that was going to look like so when I was 16 I went and got my first job I was working in retail um at a party shop and I was blowing up balloons and getting dressed up as a ninja turtle and calling that work you know
0: it was good sounds fun. like a cracking job
1: I mean yeah it was good I was there for a little while left and came back a few times just couldn't keep me away from the party um but yeah <laughs> there was a time where I kind of I got to a point and I was like I I hate retail like I need I need to get out of this space you know I need to start living the life that I've always dreamed of having and But I just wasn't quite sure how I was going to get there because university wasn't something that I wanted to pursue after I'd finished my A-levels. You know, I was tired of education and the whole kind
0: of... 100%, 100% can relate. That's exactly the same as me. I was so far done with Mm -hmm. teachers stood in front of me, barking their orders in front of me and not kind of giving a crap that I was like, I want to go to uni I just can't do it,
1: yeah, it was just I just felt like especially at my school, they were either they were pushing you to go to uni or they didn't give a shit about you, and it was it was really hard to kind of try and and figure out what my journey was even gonna look like, and you know I know you can't, but to even just take that kind of first step, so anyway, I went and worked full time and did something that was good for you know intermediate intermediate oh I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is it was a good in-between job that's to say that because I can actually say that um (laughs) and um yeah I started to think about how I was actually going to make my dream of becoming a professional photographer a reality without going to university because like I said I was I was tired of education but I wasn't necessarily tired of learning about photography I just didn't want to do it in a way that was kind of constitutionalized with the idea of uni and yeah it just brought up a lot of kind of feelings that were like no that's not for me um so that makes sense
0: that does make sense so when when would you say you kind of found that because I think you're right and I think I kind of I've talked about it on the podcast before I've kind of struggled with school because I didn't really know what I wanted to do And it surprises quite a few people when I actually thought I wanted to be an interior designer. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at uni, I thought, okay, I'm going to go be an interior. I'm going to go study interior design. But I actually knew nothing about what an interior designer did on a day to day basis. I had nobody to kind of relate to, to look up to, all of that kind of thing. So at what point did you work out? Because I think when you're at school, there are certain jobs that like being an adult now which even still feels weird mm-hmm. that we can look at and go well i i never knew that was a thing when we were yeah. at school it was kind of you were a vet or a doctor or a yeah. dentist or a- marketing wasn't wasn't a subject art was yeah. a subject and so what would you say was kind of the point where you went okay i know i like photography i like this this thing in my hand that i can take pictures of and I love that phrase freeze time I love that and so when yeah when was the kind of the point where you thought how can I make money and who, who who was the person that made you realize that you could actually do that as a job
1: that's a really good question actually and weirdly it was one of those things where the universe kind of intervened you know I'd put it out there and said I want I want this to happen I want to be a professional photographer and the universe is kind of did its powerful thing, and 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 an opportunity fell into my lap. And so, back in 2016, I found a competition um, that was being hosted by the Photography Show, which is um, an exhibition held at the NEC in Birmingham. And they had posted a tweet, you know, hosting a competition, and it was called "60 Seconds to Change Your Life" photography competition. And I just. It was one of those really weird and like divinely inspired moments where I just sat there and was like, this is meant for me to see. Like I'm meant to find this, enter it and just try and do as best as I can. And so I I did. I entered it and I had to go through a kind of series of challenges um, to kind of make it to the final, which was I had to photograph a another photographer, but she acted as a model on stage in front of a live audience and I was mic'd up and as you, yeah already aware I tend to spout a lot of crap when I'm nervous so this was like not my, in my comfort zone whatsoever uh, and I was the last person to go on stage and um did my thing just try to have fun with it and showcase my personality a bit because it wasn't necessarily about the image you took at the end it was all about how you communicated with the model and got them to do what you wanted and so yeah I remember standing on this stage and thinking do you know what I've actually had like the best time doing this and even if I don't make it all the way it's all fine. Like it's all part of the journey. And then I was standing on the stage, I was kind of like looking down I was really, really hoping that they were going to say my name and they did. And I just like erupted into this like bursting pride person. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but the feeling was so overwhelmingly positive and I just, I could not stop smiling. Like it's one of my greatest achievements today. And I'm just so proud of myself for going through that. Um, but had I not done that I would not have then done a course and been mentored um, which was all part of my prize fund that I managed to win so my kind of people that I looked up to it all started from that point from that journey onwards and the photographers that I met and the way that I started to then network myself to other people and and the other industry professionals that I met along the way like none of that would have happened had I not done that competition
0: that's absolutely amazing and it's so lovely to hear when somebody says like it was so overwhelmingly positive and I'm so proud of myself like you don't hear that a lot
1: yeah it was just one of those moments where I was like oh I could like now like reliving it like I you can't stop smiling but no it was just one of those moments where you just think I'm doing the right thing and people people believe that it's the right thing for me to be doing as well And so it was that's just really, so like, lovely. reassuring
0: yeah for me. And I guess, yeah, yeah, that was that. It's kind of, it's almost like a level of external validation, isn't it? Because yeah. you kind of knew that you wanted to do it and you knew that, you know, you probably knew that you took really lovely photos anyway. But I guess standing in front of a lot of people, I can assume at the That's NEC, awesome. um yeah. on a stage and, and being crowned a winner for a competition, it's just... That's so good. Well done, Beth. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, madness. I still can't believe it happened to me. And like every time I get kind of down and, and it in in the dunce about, you know, my business and certain things, I go back and watch that clip and like I, I I then get the feeling that I had when I did on stage when they said my name. Because and it does it does something to me. It does something to my mood, to my mindset. Like it just it just puts that positive feeling back and I'm like I won this competition, like, I'm shit hot good at what I do, like, I can do this, and it just really helps kind of push me forward out of whatever kind of creative slump that I'm in.
0: I love that, and I think, you know, we all, anybody listening to this, every human being goes through that, and we kind of get to the point where it's like, it might be like, oh, I can't be bothered to work today, or whatever, Mm. and Like this time last year, I worked with a business coach and she said to me, make sure that you create a folder of all of the positive stuff, feedback, emails, DMs, reviews, everything. And I was like, why? And she was like, because when you have them days, you you look at that and you'll be absolutely fine. And I guess that clip for you is just exactly that, isn't it?
1: definitely yeah absolutely and I think it's a really good tip as well but it's just going back through all your positive stuff and trying to find everything to put in a folder (laughs) yeah but yeah no I've got that clip and um it definitely does the job
0: love that and so I guess since you've kind of been self-employed what Mm -hmm. that that was probably quite a not a harsh transition, but something that you didn't really kind of plan. It's not like, I think everybody I talk to on the podcast, they never really plan to be self-employed, which is quite funny. Um, But I can only imagine kind of going from working in a party shop Mm -hmm. where, you know, I've worked in retail before you, your customer comes to you, right? You don't really have to, it sounds silly, but you don't really have to do any work to kind of attract people. So, Moving into kind of self employment, what, yeah. how did you find that, and, and what was what have kind of been the biggest challenges? Would you say for you personally?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it was a transition, like you say, like it was a really big jump, and I kind of I did my course and everything, and I actually ended up working in a different retail store, and I got to a point where they'd pissed me off so much with like changing the rotors and like effectively changing my job role and they wouldn't let me have a specific weekend off where I was supposed to be second shooting a wedding and I got so infuriated and I was just like do you know what I don't even need this job and so I impulsively quit so it was a really kind of like oh I've gone from this like financial security and being around other people and having a job to then oh I'm just gonna start (laughs) start my business now (laughs)
0: I mean I personally I love that because so many people so many people call me nut I've left three jobs without another job to go to which Mm -hmm. you know is generally kind of unheard of isn't it but I was so like I was so like this life's too short to be this miserable so I can applaud you for that and I can I'm 100% I'm with you some people will think you're nuts but
1: yeah I Love think it. my mum my and dad weren't best pleased and like I didn't yeah. tell them I'd quit my job and my mum <laughs> came into my room and she was like um I've noticed that you haven't got any future shifts written on your calendar do you know what's going on I was like oh shit yeah and um, by the way I've I've quit my job <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but do you know what like I and I thought she was going to be livid and she was actually okay about it I think because she knew that I'd done this competition she knew that I was super passionate about this thing and had been for years I think she kind of thought okay well now's her time for her to start this journey and my parents were extremely supportive of me doing that um so yeah no that was that was a big transition for me for sure and I think the difficult things that that I found especially getting started was finding clients and you know what really winds me up is when I see someone online who is advertising and they're like this is my story I wasn't finding any clients and then I magically did this and then it got loads of clients it's like that's not realistic Do you uh, I mean? yeah. yeah that's exactly yeah. how it me feel and I just think you are full of bullshit like <laughs> I just I can't do it I can't do it Lorna I can't do it I I just I want to see the realness I want people to say do you know what this is the journey this was really great and then this was really crap and then this happened and then this happened and this happened I think I think people just need to be more realistic and they will draw more people in that way um yeah so getting clients for me was a really hard thing in the beginning and in between my kind of self-employed journey I actually had to go back to, to employment um, and and have other jobs in between because I couldn't sustain myself. You know, I wasn't getting clients. I wasn't able to pay rent um, and all of these things. And I needed to kind of gain a little bit more confidence um, after impulsively quitting my job. So yeah, that was, that was a big challenge for me was kind of having the confidence and starting to get clients, really.
0: Yeah, and I guess there's so many things I could say to that and I'm a very opinionated person and I I feel like I need to bite my tongue a little bit but at the same time it's my podcast so
1: yeah Yeah, I think you're
0: you are absolutely right there are so many people that that sell the dream online unfortunately and you know a lot of people do fall into that trap of well you know if I just gave this person two grand then they're gonna solve all my problems and if I just had Fucking hell! If I just had ten thousand followers, I could have a swipe up, and it's gonna solve all my problems. It's it not
1: magically attract a hundred k clients. Like no. yeah, it's
0: not. It's not. It's so not. I one hundred percent appreciate you saying yeah. that. Actually, um and you're right. You know, there is an element of. I, I think we do need. I feel like we're seeing it a little bit more now online, yeah. but still probably not as much as we need. But I feel like would you agree that you know that kind of I never had any clients and now I did this thing and now I've got a million of them Mm -hmm. is it's because it's sexy it's because it's it is a dream isn't it and it's it's not attainable and it's not sustainable like you said and you know I think it takes a certain kind of person to go actually do you know what I had to go back to work because I couldn't sustain myself so I think like I don't want to call you brave because that's bollocks it's not a brave but it's just, it's realistic and mm. I, I like I applaud you for saying it actually yeah but it's I think it's it, it uh, I don't yeah it's really hard it's like I think we just need a little bit more transparency so let's yeah. talk about that so what you know when you were going through that phase of struggling to find clients what mm. what did you find that you had to do what did you kind of were there certain things that you tested? Was there certain things that you kind of looked at other people or, cause comparison's a big thing as well, especially in the oh photography world.
1: God. Yeah. I mean, we could just have a whole podcast episode talking about comparison, comparison, if you like. Um. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was hard. And uh, to be honest with you, there wasn't just one set thing. Like we've just said, like there was no, no. one magic formula that really worked for me. It was an accumulation of things that kind of slowly started to help me gain traction and I think one of the biggest things was actually like networking and just being around people that were in a similar position to me or were a little bit further on in their journey that I could then look up to and you know I've heard that saying of like surround yourself with people that are kind of further along in their journey and they're going to help motivate you and inspire you and they're just the kind of people that you need to be around if you want to be like moving your business forward and things like that so networking was a really big thing for me and it was I don't mean the kind of like pitching in your dms like hey I'm this person this is what I offer do you want to buy it it wasn't like that it was more like so before I actually started out as a wedding photographer and I still do that I've split my business into two but for me to kind of get a foot in the door I started emailing other wedding photographers saying like hey like This is who I am. I really love your work. Um, You know, can I come and help you and assist you on a on a wedding one day Um, and just try and build a bit of a relationship and make it super personal and intentional. And then from there, actually, I got introduced to a wedding industry specific group and um met loads of people through that that all kind of going through the same boat who are then happy to recommend me because they'd already met me and chatting to me and all things like that so that definitely really helped not only my business but also my kind of mental state of mind as well yeah
0: yeah and interesting point so when you were emailing other wedding photographers asking if you know could you help them and second shoot and was that were you looking for paid for opportunities or were they kind of working for free opportunities because I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough.
1: Yeah I think it was I think I would mainly just said like yeah for free like I'm happy to come along to a wedding just because I literally had no experience. Um, yeah. So there was one photographer that I had kind of met up with and knew through you know friend of a friend and um, we met up had a chat had a coffee and she then started to kind of invite me on set to do more commercial stuff with her and then she started to pay me because we used to work together a little bit more frequently. And, um, yeah, so it started off as, as freebie stuff and then moved into paid work. And, um, yeah, which is, which is good, you know. I, it's a weird one, actually. You know, it's when you're starting out, should you offer yourself for free? Should you do blah, blah, blah? I think it's all very much down to you. Like, mm. you can afford to do stuff for free. I mean, I know that sounds weird because, you know, there are obviously a lot of people out there that start businesses and they're like, oh, no, I can't obviously afford to afford to do it for free. But obviously I need the experience, you know, in exchange to then get more clients. So I, I know that was kind of a weird turn of phrase, but it's all it's all kind of down to personal preference. You know, I was living at home at the time and, you know, had a bit of a kind of nest egg to kind of work from. Obviously, it wasn't going to last forever. So obviously I did need to get paid work at some point but um it was you know it was okay for me to do that in terms of like my financial situation but yeah it's all kind of down to personal preference I mean now um I would think very carefully before taking on any kind of free work like there has to be enough value in it for me yeah um, maybe kind of the future prospect of of gaining more work from it and being kind of sure that it would gain future work them.
0: yeah it's kind of that mutual beneficial kind of yes. to both parties isn't it I guess so yes. I guess if it was if it was free work on your part because I I, I kind of feel like I, I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups and things like that and mm. to me I feel there are times when like I read things and I'm like Jesus Christ just stop talking like you yeah. just there's almost like there's this undervalue of some creative services whether that's a graphic designer an illustrator or a photographer because yes. I think people see it like well they just stand there and click a button and I'm like yeah cool but what about the five years they've spent studying in order to make that picture the best that they possibly can and then the hours that they spend editing it afterwards like you have no idea so do you find that's that's become like a challenge
1: Yeah, it definitely has. Also, because like on one hand, you're like, I want to help this person, like they need my help, but also I have a skill and I deserve to be paid for that, for my time and what I'm providing. Because if you look at it in a sense of like um, a a traditional kind of tradesperson, like a builder, like they're not Mm. gonna build your kitchen for free. Just for exposure. This is what I hate as well. It's, it's <laughs> the, Oh my god, we're going into we're going into a rant here, it <laughs> It's the people that will message saying, "Yeah, do, can you do this for exposure?" And it's that age old quote that I love, and it's exposure doesn't pay the bills because it doesn't. It is a load of shit.
0: To be yeah. fair, I'm really surprised that it took twenty five minutes for the word exposure to come up.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> Talking to a photographer and it took 25 minutes for for the word. It's expression. good
0: going. Yeah. Good
1: going. I too. Yeah. And no, I think it's I think it's all smoke and mirrors. And um, don't get me wrong. I think if you're working with a brand who has got, you know, a really good, considerable following people who are your ideal clients. And if you want to send them products and things for free um, in order to gain some kind of traction back to you more power to you but there's no guarantee on that return on investment and there's i don't think there is for photographers to be honest
0: yeah i think i guess again it kind of comes down to personal preference and yeah. goals and all of that kind of stuff isn't it because mm-hmm. i guess if i don't bloody know if you were to be walking down the street in down oxford street and kylie jenner was there and she goes oh you do you know what can you take my photo and I'll give you some exposure. You'd kind of go, all right, there's Carly Jenner? So yeah, probably.
1: I mean, I don't think it'd be very good if it was Oxford. If it was Oxford,
0: well, yeah, you know, <laughs> don't
1: know about, like Primark in the background, or maybe she does. Maybe <laughs> she's doing an ad for Primark. I mean, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's all like down to like circumstance and different situations and yeah, things like that for sure. You have just got to make sure that it's right for you and for your business. I think.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent agree. What
1: you is just regret having done that because i've seen people who have who have sent stuff to influencers and and people like that and they haven't got that you know these people have taken them for granted and and taken advantage of them and you know they're like can you post this post you said you were going to do 3 months ago and they haven't heard from them and this is why having a contract is so important but that i'm going to go off on a tangent if i talk through that so yeah it's hard yeah
0: let's let's go back to photography right okay. so <laughs> But anybody listening to the podcast that owns a business, tell us a couple of reasons why photography is so important. So regardless of whether, you know, there's always going to be two types of businesses, isn't there? There's Mm going to be service-based businesses and we've got the product-based businesses. And I know that both (laughs) people that listen to this fall into both buckets, if you like. So why is photography, why is good photography so important?
1: Love that question. Um, To be honest with you, I think that photographs are the foundation for marketing your business, because whether you're service based or you're product based, people want to see either who they're going to be working with or buying from and what they're going to be buying. If they can't see what a product looks like, they're going to be less likely to buy it. And if they can't see who the person is behind the business, if you're service based, there's no trust and trust equals sales. I say this all the time
0: love that it's a good saying that is
1: yeah um you can't market your business in this day and age without photography if you're marketing online um because take something like instagram for example it's an image-based platform you need images to post to the grid you know to share to your stories you know pinterest is very similar it's all based on imagery and pinning visual ideas um, any kind of adverts online you know you need a knockout image otherwise it's not going to catch anyone's eye your brand is not going to stand out you could have the most beautiful logo in the entire world but nobody's going to see it because the image is always so much bigger like if you're running an ad or something like that I just think it's fundamental for any small business you know if they were to have like a checklist when they're starting out you know they need a web shop web sorry a website or like a shop front they need a social media account but they also need the content, the image content to utilize those f- platforms and start gaining the traction that they deserve.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I apologize, but I've, no, got, to I've, got, to, I've got to do it. I feel, it. Like, I, I feel like you can handle it, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm a small business owner. My name is Lucy and yes, I make please. candles. There's a there's a theme with all of my podcast guests at the minute. It's always <laughs> candles that come up. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. Why should I get professional photos when I've got an iPhone or my 14-year-old nephew really likes taking photos?
1: Oh, okay. Okay, Lucy. <laughs> Let me break it down for you, Lucy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a good question because so many people do very well Um, online without having professional photographs but what they do have is the ability and the kind of knowledge the basic knowledge to understand how to do it themselves Um, Hmm. but in my opinion I think professional photography just gives you that edge it's definitely puts you in kind of like a higher band you know there's much more visual interest it helps you stand out from other competitors because Lucy let me tell you there are (laughs) a million candle brands out there right and if, you're, if you want to stand out, you're going to have to have knockout visuals. I'm just saying. Your candles can smell great. They can look great. But if you don't take a decent picture of them, what's the point?
0: What is the point? What's
1: the point, Lucy? Um, the the world, you know? I really hope
0: there's not somebody called Lucy that makes candles that listens to this. Do you know what? Is I it's so funny. You.
1: One of my previous clients is called Lucy and she makes candles. So that's oh, really funny. <laughs>
0: oh I'm sorry it was generalized I promise
1: it's all good it's all good but yeah no I just I don't know I just think it gives people the edge I think I think it's just puts them in a higher band as well in terms of in terms of price point and like what they can what they can charge and things like that I think it's 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 an amalgamation of things I love that word amalgamation
0: good word big word like it I mean yeah I just I completely agree with you I just I think there's from time to time again kind of going back to that sometimes people don't value creative services I think Mm -hmm. I personally see that as kind of a counter argument sometimes and it I think when you're the photographer it's Mm -hmm. really easy to see the value in it but to be able to explain to somebody that kind of it's
1: so difficult Mm. So so difficult, um, and I think as well. Actually, now that I've thought about it a little bit more, you're not just paying for good photographs. You're paying for, you know, you're, for understanding light. You're paying for understanding composition yeah. and how to help position yourself as as you know a brand to be reckoned with. It's not just point and click. And I think this is what kind of infuriates me when people when people hear, like you say, about creative professionals is that they're not kind of proper jobs, so to speak, because everyone who's anyone has got a camera phone um, mm. and they can take a decent picture. And if, if if you believe that, that's totally fine. You can do that. But I'm going to keep using my camera because I know that I'm going to get higher quality images and I'm, I know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? You've got a trained eye and I think... Yeah. I, I went on like a one or two day photography course. I I quite enjoy taking photos. Whether exactly. they're any good or not is a different matter. But
1: matter think Everything's so good. That's the main thing. Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just gonna go and learn, and I learned everything. ISO, expo, like everything. And I was like, yeah. And I had to use my DSLR. I feel well cool now. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but I could never. I don't think I could ever do it as a job because it's just. It is definitely a trained thing and I think you can definitely see the difference in kind of quality but in terms of maybe thinking about business and obviously especially the times that we're living in at the minute and for some people you know some businesses are thriving some are maybe not so much
1: yes
0: and how do you kind of get around the question of a return on investment because I think especially the job that I do It's, you know, one of the reasons I work in digital marketing and not in traditional marketing is because I can prove that for every pound pound and penny that I spend, I can prove how much you're going to get back. That's in my brain, that just makes sense. So in terms of something that's almost not, it's not that it's not tangible, but how do you kind of say, okay, spend 750 pounds on brilliant images how does that kind of translate to a business in terms of return on investment? Or is that not something that you find comes up?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting question. And I don't, it's not really a question that actually gets asked to me. A lot of people aren't like, what are the results that I'm going to get after working with you? It's more of a feeling. It's yes. more of instilling confidence back into these amazing female entrepreneurs and actually helping them just show up online confidently that's mainly what it is it's mainly about a feeling it's not really necessarily like results based um with like graphs and this is what your projection is and all that jazz it's um yeah it's not something that really comes up I mean a lot of the time people that come come to me they're happy to spend their money because they can see the value in it you know I get comments all the time where people have gone I love your website you know the images that you've taken of these other women like it I just saw them immediately and thought yes this is what I want and I'm like preach finally it's working oh my god so yeah it's not really kind of about that you know they're happy they're happy to 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 do that because of the feeling the emotional attachment it will have and and the confidence that it will instill in them I think
0: but that's such a good point to raise because I think, especially on Instagram recently, um, a lot of my posts have been aimed that way and about trying to evoke emotion when you're trying to sell products. Mm. And I think it's one of the things that a lot of small businesses kind of miss out on because they kind of go, well, I've got this thing. I've got this product, this physical thing that's, for example, use a candle again. Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> um. And they just kind of see some. Okay, I don't want to generalize, but some businesses will kind of go. I've spent all this money on this stock, and I just need to sell them.
1: Yes, and it's a quick pick.
0: Yeah, and it's just kind of thinking about how can you get a customer to feel emotional about that and make it feel like they've got the thing and how their life changes when they've got that candle. You know, what does it smell like? What are they gonna? How are they gonna feel? And I think photography is a really good way of doing that. So you know, you kind of do do um, to do sorry. You do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do both personal branding shoots and product photography as well. And so you know, if you kind of got any tips or anything that you any mistakes that you constantly see happening when it comes to product photography?
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, yeah, some some brands i I find on Instagram I just think god you need my help but I just I don't even know how to approach the message that I would send so I don't um but yeah no I definitely have some tips like especially if people want to you know start upping their game and taking pictures themselves at home because um at the minute I know it's difficult or some people they don't want to hire anyone to kind of come into their homes or whatever so yeah I would say the kind of the importance of like having great photos for online stores have kind of like three sections i'd like to say so you, your number one thing that you need to think about is lighting like it is just the key that unlocks the camera so to speak like the fundamental thing that allows us to capture images and if you're going to have an online store something like an etsy or you know your own website your images need to be consistent across all the products that you're photographing so you need to make sure your products are being shown off in the best light It needs to be clear and consistent. And it's hard to do that with natural light right now because I don't know about (laughs) you, but the weather's a little bit miserable. Um, But you can still make it work. You just got to find a way around it or purchase some artificial lights. Um, But yeah, I would say lighting is like the number one thing that you want to think about Um, The second thing is location. And, you know, my dad's favorite quote is you can't polish a turd. So if your (laughs) background or location is like messy, it hasn't got the right textures or the look and feel. If it's super dark, you know, it's not going to cut the mustard. So backdrops are a really great way to add texture. They're super flexible as well if you need to move them. So if your light source is a fixed point like the sun and you can't exactly move the sun, <laughs> you can then move your backdrop to the light instead of the other way around and that will help you still get your consistent images. Um if your kind of environment isn't quite the right vibe, backdrops are a great way to kind of overcome this. And then the third thing I'd probably say would be pizzazz. So you want to add some interest, you know, we talked about standing out online because there are millions of let's say again candle burns out there so you need to kind of add some interest by using props different angles other visual elements like um prisms which are glass objects that you can put in front of your lens that create different light effects playing with shadows like there's so much that you can do and it can be a little bit overwhelming knowing where to start so i would recommend collating like a pinterest board of images that inspire you and that resonate with your brand you know lighting that you really like backdrops that you think are cool visual effects that you want to try out and then you can kind of get clearer on what you want to achieve and you'll feel better about doing it when the time comes it won't be such a chore or you won't be frustrated because something isn't quite working out right I think those would be my three tips for kind of getting some great photos at home
0: love that so just to round up that was amazing, so point number one was lighting, Point number two was a good backdrop. Mm-hmm. Point number three was some pizzazz with some props, yeah, love it very good tips, That's and good. actually, kind of the the idea about Pinterest, I think so many people don't even consider doing that.
1: I mean, yeah. for me, I
0: could just get lost down a rabbit hole of Pinterest, oh my but God. yeah it is kind of, it's a really good source for inspiration, but I think all three of those things, if you kind of think about any kind of brand,
1: yeah,
0: probably the bigger brands, obviously, but we all kind of, there's a difference between somebody that puts an effort into taking consistent photos and, you know, they might use the same prop, whether that's, oh, I don't bloody know, like a little motif of their logo that's been printed in the corner and somebody that, that will take images off of Google and just use them and they're all in different
1: shots on their mobile like in the dark with the flash on oh my god it winds me up so much (laughs) it really does but yeah there definitely is a massive difference and I think if you start to look at the bigger brands for inspiration first you can then kind of really figure out what you like and don't like and then kind of work your way into other smaller brands just to kind of find some inspiration
0: Yeah, is there any kind of way, I kind of feel like it could become quite overwhelming to look at a bigger brand and think, well, I can't do that because I can't afford a fancy photographer. And, you know, is there any kind of way of being able to, because I feel like there are some businesses that have great photography and they, they stand out, but I can't tell why they stand out. And I can't, it's almost like I can't place on... I think when we try and compare ourselves to bigger brands and we kind of look up to those people, we almost become very samey.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: So how...
1: too far and it turns yeah. into... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, have you got any thoughts about how somebody could kind of make something their own? Is it a case of, you know, uh, uh, one prop that they use in every photo? Is it a case of the same backdrop every time? Is it, you know, is there something specific or am I just thinking too much into it?
1: I don't know, yeah, I think I think it could be like a marry of things. I think it's it's good for that consistency that I was talking about earlier to have something that stays the same throughout, but then you don't want to be restricted in terms of your creativity, like because once you mm-hmm. get started, it can spark off all these different ideas and you can have you know a million different types of different photos. but I think that there has to be one thing that stays the same, and I think the best thing, to use is, is the device that you're taking your images on. So if you're gonna, say you've got a DSLR like yourself, Lorna, um, and a specific lens that you've got at home, you know, try and be consistent with that, because that will help in terms of visually, it won't be such a contrast between like an iPhone photo and something that was definitely taken, you know, on a camera. So I think that's probably key. But yeah, no, I just, I think you've just got to try and make it your own Um, that's a really interesting
0: point I would never have thought of that
1: yeah I think it's really um it's really really easy for me to to distinguish what is a iPhone photo and what is a professional picture especially (laughs) like like, next to each other and I know some people will be like ah doesn't bother me um but for someone who is uh who is very heavily based on images and things like that it it does bug me a little bit but you know you can only do what you can do with what you have so yeah
0: so true and so I guess I've kind of got two really last questions because I've just noticed the time and I feel like we could talk forever we could What, what um for somebody that was kind of maybe looking to get into photography or even a small business that kind of thinks okay you know I know I need to up my my image my image game
1: yeah I love that
0: what kind of advice would you give them in terms of in fact let's let's go with the photographer, the, the, the person that wants to be a photographer. What one yeah. piece of really quick advice would you give them?
1: Oh my god, it's such a hard question because there's <laughs> so much that I would want to say to them. I think the biggest thing is is mindset actually, because you can do all of the things, you know, have all the gear, no idea, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and you can get really bogged down by that. And you can get really bogged down by looking at other people's work, because there are so many of us out there. Um, it can be so easy to fall down a rabbit hole of thinking, I am shit, there is no point in me doing this, because there are so many other people out there doing it. So I think it's all about being in a positive frame of mind and really trying to uplift yourself and not worry too much about what other people are doing. Focus on your own journey, stay in your own lane. I'm filling out all the cliches here, Lorna, but it's so true. Like, I just think people need to be focusing on themselves and their businesses and not worry about what anyone else is doing. I think that would be my biggest piece of advice.
0: Love it. And that is cliche central, but I bloody love a cliche.
1: it is but love it's so it. true because I I remember and again I'm gonna quote another another cliche quote, it's like remember remember what you wanted what you currently have and I have to kinda of keep reminding myself of that sometimes because there was a time where I, I didn't know if I was gonna make it to being a photographer. I was like, Oh, what is the point? I'm just gonna be working in a party shop for the rest of my life and you just get so bogged down with it. So I think, yeah, mindset is Definitely the biggest thing,
0: and that's a great point that is not just aimed at photographers, that's any small business owner, I think. And so, last question before we wrap up yeah, what does success mean to you? What does it look like for you? Oh, Christ, Um, Ah, it's a new question that I'm trying to ask everybody because it's so interesting. Because everybody, I think, we've all kind of become accustomed to this societal thing that you know that person looks really successful on instagram yes. and it's total crap it's so,
1: yeah.
0: so yeah so i think i quite like asking it because i think su- success is so subjective that it's just yeah. nice to hear what it means to the individual
1: it is so personal and actually i'm really glad that you asked me this because in front of me is my vision board for last year so i'm kind of going to roll off of that but it's kind of it kind of embodies everything that I want out of life and that is you know to be able to travel um and to explore the world and have some sense of adventure um I want to you know earn enough money where I don't have to worry about money anymore um I want to eat good food uh you know I want to join a co-working space I want to look after myself and do regular exercise and eat well and there's just there's there's a lot I think yeah it's so personal, like you say, but I think I just want to be living a life that I love. And I think that through travel, and my job, which I already adore, I think I'm kind of onto a winner a little bit. So that's kind of what success looks like. Uh, if I could show you my vision board, it would be so much easier to answer this question. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll have to put it up on in my Instagram story so that people can see it if they want to, uh, if they want to find it when they're listening to this.
0: Yeah, love it. Definitely. If you if that's if you're happy to share it, then
1: yeah, absolutely. we'll do that.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Beth. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me. I hope I haven't waffled on for too
0: long. No, <laughs> oh, I think I think we could both talk forever. To be honest. Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody that's listened to this, that is thinking, "Yep, I need to up my photography game," whether they're a product based business or a personal brand. Can you please tell them where they can find you, how they can book your services and what your services look like?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So my website is www.bethanylavinphotography.com. Uh, that is my birth name. It's what's on my certificate, but nobody calls me Bethany, but that's what the website is. OK, don't judge. So that's the website. <laughs> I offer kind of three main services at the moment. I offer personal branding, photography um for female entrepreneurs offer headshots as well which is which is separate because I get a lot of people who just want like a linkedin profile headshot so they can book that through there and then obviously I offer product photography for small businesses so you can head to the site have a little look at the services um and you can book from there get in touch i always like to have a zoom chat with people beforehand to so kind of get to know them better i feel like we can kind of chat through ideas and and figure out if i if i can help them or not and um and then we go from there
0: cool um where where do you show up most on socials
1: oh it's ig obviously instagram takes over my life yeah so my handle is at beth lavin branding it's l-a-v-i-n for anyone asking um yeah that's me i post loads of crap um real no
0: and...
1: <laughs> no i just mean like sometimes i feel that like at the moment my content is um is a bit flat because i'm not really doing a lot but hey ho pandemic
0: <laughs> yeah it's lo- the life we're all living <laughs> don't worry <laughs> yeah um anybody looking for those links you will be able to find them in the show notes as well i'll include links to beth's website and her instagram as well thanks babe no worries thank you so much for your time it's been a bloody joy
1: my pleasure thanks so much for having me feels like chatting to a new friend love it yeah that's what Mm -hmm. we want love
0: it we love well enjoy the rest of your day and i will talk to you really soon thanks lorna bye thanks bye